welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. On this edition of Snatch Game, the queens were pincha, pincha, pincha. Three episodes in, the queens of the Netherlands were thrown to the Snatch Game Wolves. So how do they do? Well, you're about to find out as we break down the latest episode of Drag Race Holland. And joining me is someone I think is absolutely pincha, 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 Jordan Winters. Hello. Hi. <laughs> now, what do you think the blank is? What, what, what's the pincha, pincha, pincha? Let's see. Um absolutely terrible <laughs> no you're not terrible <laughs> you're magnificent Aww. how are you it's been a while it's been a real long time i think the last oh. time we actually saw each other we bumped into each other at one of the uh what was that drag competition at icon oh what was that drag competition you know the one that i produced called iconic yeah Thank yeah, yeah. that one that, that one, podcast yeah. over no, i'm kidding <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's been, <laughs> I got a notification that was like two years ago. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's I'm really, been a th- long this, time. this little like pandemic thing really fucked up time, didn't it? It, it really did. Um, I can't believe we've been stuck doing a lot of nothing mm-hmm. for this long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I'm Hopefully we'll get over bored. it soon. I need more stuff. Everyone, to do, get vaccinated, please. I don't want to get sick or anything. Exactly. Just everyone go yes. get a vaccine. Pfizer. The Pfizer, Pfizer is FDA is a, approved. Let's right. go do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm here for it. Well, before Pfizer. we dry, dry, drop into Drag Race Holland, I got some drag news of the week. Are you ready for it? Yes. Hit me with it. First. First. It's a double whammy. Drag Race UK Season 3 cast is revealed. Yay! Um Ooh. I'm excited. I think the cast is really cool. The, um, I know there's a lot of discussion about the lack of diversity. Yes, there is only one black queen. That um, looks terrible. Um, there yeah. is a queen of Asian descent. There is a queen of Egyptian descent. There is a queen of um, Spanish descent. It's not a colorful cast, but there is some diversity. Is it enough? Never. But the big highlight is we have our first cisgender uh, queen competing. Yes, I did see that. I haven't really watched the Meet the Queens yet, but I have to. It's fine. It's cute. (laughs) Um, But the other news of the cast uh, with the cast is we've today released three guest judges who will be on the season. Um, Episode one will feature Matt Lucas, uh, who is currently one of the presenters of Great British Bake Off, also known for Little Britain. Little Britain. Um, yes. So if anyone remembers uh, Ellie Diamond's uh, performance last season on Snatch Game, that's who it is. Um, we have Odie Mabuse, who is uh, one of the professional dancers on Strictly Come Dancing. And Kathy Burke, who is a British comedian, and I don't know anything about her. So she's the uh, <laughs> one that I will need to do some research on. But I know there are other rumored people that may make appearance. Um, we... Do you know that Leanne from Little Mix is rumored? Is, 
Yeah, that's what she she wanted it's to go official, on. But I don't know. Yeah. yeah, we don't know if that's fair or not. Um, I've heard rumors of Elton John. Who knows? We don't really know anything until they tell us. So we're not going to speculate anymore. But I'm excited if it's a good good group of guest judges because we love good guest judges. For but sure. yeah, that th- this 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 is never ending. We're just drag race. Three of well, six days here. Now they have uh, the Philippine castings going on as well. Or Manila Luzon, but at least she was a sport <laughs> about it. Right. Well, yeah, more more exposure. Absolutely. Um, you just know that the the drag den people are going to be like, we need to make this better. We need to make it like fair. Um, so we'll we'll see what that competition ends up being. But yeah, so much so much drag everywhere. Queens everywhere. Eh. <laughs> well, we are taking a trip to Holland, to the Netherlands. Um, we're in episode three. This season feels like it's flying by already. How are you enjoying Drag Race Holland season two? It's good. It's good. Um, I don't know. I feel like the first season kind of caught my attention quicker by now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's maybe just on me. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I feel like it's like you said, it's been going by really quickly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm still a little in the middle with it right now. I think we're getting to a place where um, just the placements of certain challenges are feeling kind of weird. Like, I think this is way too early for Snatch Game, but I'd rather have a larger Snatch Game cast than six people that we did last season. So I understand that. But yeah, I I feel like it's just a really rushed season because most of the episodes are about 10 minutes shorter, though this one almost matched what all the other international seasons were and felt like a solid episode. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a really strong cast. Um, I feel like from this point on, I think I can tell you who should be the next two Queens to go. And from there, it's a crapshoot because this is a really good cast. This is a really good cast. Yeah. Uh, I feel like watching through, like you said, there's like maybe one or two that I can see kind of getting ready to kick the bucket. Yeah, I just don't know how Ivy is going to be able to survive another week if she's in the bottom. Like, that would be a lot. So, she yeah. can see going soon, and I I know how I feel about Tabitha, but they love her, so who knows? Who, I was going to say, everyone knows? loves a little kooky, off-centered queen. It's true. Well, <laughs> let's dive into this episode. It is after the elimination. Reggie B is no longer in their area. She is gone. I'm still in mourning. Reggie, you are more than welcome to come to New York and hang out with me. I love you. Let's 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 hang. But Ivy feels beat, but a bit happy. She feels guilty for sending Reggie home, but it, it's better for her. But what will the Countess miss about Reggie? She made her look prettier. Shady bitch. Shady bitch. Are you shady, sad shady, to? Shady. Are you are you sad to lose oh Reggie? Oh my god. I was, I kind of was, I, it's going to sound a little shitty, but I thought that Reggie was uh, going to win that lip sync. I did too. I thought, I, um, thought maybe, yeah. I thought maybe Ivy was going. I think just because Reggie was in two back-to-back lip syncs was part of the reason why she was eliminated, which sucks because I don't think she should have been in the first one. But um, yeah, it was, it was unfortunate. I, I think Reggie had a really great spirit about her and she was for 
those two episodes a big talking head in the confessionals. Yeah, she really was. She had so, things going along. She did? Well, love Masisi. Vanessa reminds her that Fred told her to look in the mirror. So now's the chance. Look at that beauty in a dirty mirror that was barely wiped off. <laughs> love Masisi has learned that it's okay to be who you are and love yourself. She says this is like, as there's like murder music playing underneath, I felt like I was watching a cop procedural and then like she's about to die. <laughs> what is happening? What is going on with Love Mississi? We're, we're going to talk about it through this episode because this was not a farewell episode. Like this no. is not what we're used to. We, we are used to hearing more backstory. This was like, we don't have any content and bye. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. That's what it felt like. And that really sucks because I wanted to, usually when they start to produce like the queen going home, you get all that backstory. You get to yeah. know more about them. And I feel like they kind of did a little bit more of that last episode last week. but like yeah. a very tiny bit i agree well they have survived the sewing challenge and the countess has won Tabitha says that the countess is extremely beautiful with the charisma of an old slipper Ooh, bloop <laughs> vivaldi starts some shit stirring asking the three safe girls how they felt about being just safe and puni says she's happy to be safe as she is wearing a castle and sweating like a horse it's time to get out of drag and get those credits rolling. It is a new day and everyone wants to win. The bitch with the badge. Pony says she didn't expect much from the Countess. She is a posh bird, but what else can she do? Keta says it was a sewing challenge, but the Countess used glue. The Countess is like, I sewed a little, but a win is a win. Boo-hoo, bitch. Is it fair to call it a sewing challenge? Should we just refer to it as a design challenge? Yeah. Is this just like lost in translation? I, I feel like it might be because this is the same like unconventional kind of product challenge that you get in every season. Right. So there's, what, what are you going to sew in plastic? Like it's better to just glue things right. on sometimes. Exactly. Um, Vivaldi was the sewing favorite, but she's glad her sister won. And Vanessa's like, I'm getting airtime. Really, sister? Question mark. Well, she senses a love story, but there's silence. Vivaldi in confessional says that they're both young and beautiful, so a lesbian love story sounds perfect for them. Are you buying this romance from the two former makeup and hair artists of friend Vander Butthead? <laughs> Vander Butthead, really? <laughs> yeah. um... Makes me mad sometimes. I mean, she has been looking stunning this season, though. Um, we'll get to that. We will get to that because I have a lot to say about this week's runway. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see it. I can see something festering, blistering. But I mean, I'm sure they spent like hours together during taping last season um, when they were stuck, like just doing Fred's look and then sitting behind, backstage for like five hours. Right. But those two, like, if you took them and put them out in the universe and said they were a couple, I'd be like, I don't see it. They are totally opposite kind of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. It's like Hell's Kitchen and a Brooklyn person getting together and making a weird romance? I don't know. I feel like Vivaldi doesn't shower. Oh, <laughs> And we clearly know the Countess is perfection, so she, like, showers in gold. Right, 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 right. Golden Botox. 
exactly. Ivy is feeling like the bottom is not a good look, and she will be through ne to next week. She is going to give it her best shot, but the sirens wail. It is time for Rue Mail. After a very confusing yeah. message that I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to say to us, Rue, Fred shows up wearing a tie-dye Louis Vuitton jacket, still looking like a schlub. Could you imagine if Rue walked in looking like that? Come on. Never. <laughs> But it is in honor of their 90s-inspired mini-challenge. They are going to do something called a hardcore hobber. So this is basically a style of electronic music and a subgenre of hardcore techno that was developed in Rotterdam in the 90s. I love when the international seasons do stuff that is culturally uh, unique to them. So I was excited to see this. But also... What the fuck is this? <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. Um, no, 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 no. Completely here for it, though. This random just kind of stomping. That yeah. was... I can get down to that. <laughs> so the pit crew arrives with a rolling rack of 90s tracksuits. Um, the queens have about 20 minutes to get into drag so they can hawken in heels. And we learned that a hawken is virtually a rave. Are you yeah. a raver? I feel like you have definitely partied in your time. I've partied, but I haven't raved. I wouldn't say, like, I'm no circuit queen, so I'm not at mm -hmm. that level, no. But I definitely like to be in the club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they will be dancing to a track called Rainbow High in the Sky by DJ Paul Elstek. Honestly, that song was a bop. I was here for it. It was. It was. It was, I it was fun, and I... I may or may not have added it on uh, Apple Music <laughs> I did the same thing. I did the same thing. <laughs> it's nice to see non-RuPaul music on Drag Race, you know? Yes. You know, change it up a little bit. <laughs> exactly. This mini challenge was nothing short of fun. Um, they each took their turns in the center, like punching down the ground, shaking their hair, literally taking some pills. Um, some had an epilepsy. What did you think? I don't know. Uh, I don't think that Ivy was really going to win that, though. I thought fully I was going with uh, Tabitha fully through and yeah, through. I thought it, she gave it. it it's, yeah, it's interesting because, again, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be looking for specifically because they each did similar things, but also very different. Um, but, yeah, this challenge made me realize that perhaps I should not take a trip to the Netherlands and hawk in, but I'll be glad to watch. I'll watch from the, 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 the sitting in my chair, but you are not going to find me wearing my body out. That looked like that, that, that looked worse than like Zumba. Oh, definitely. It looked worse than Soul Cycle. Like that was a workout. Yeah. And like to think that this is what they do for like hours nonstop? Hours. Maybe like, that's why everyone in the Netherlands is so thin. <laughs> that and those pills. Can't eat. <laughs> um, the winner really is the DJ because he was really fucking hot. I don't know who he was, but let let give me him. But mm -hmm. as you mentioned, the winner is Ivy Elise. Um, what has she won? She has won 10 pairs of heels from Silhouette Shop in Rotterdam. That's a good prize. That's actually a good prize. That's a great prize. Heels are expensive. Exactly. And if they're good heels too, she, oh, yeah. that's almost as good as winning a dress from Klaus last season. Damn. Damn. Oh, and they're getting money this season. 
they're getting money and they get to be part of Milkshake Festival, which I still would like to go to. That sounds like so much fun. That does sound fun. Well, after a fun little um, mini challenge that wore them out, they're about to get even more worn out as the maxi challenge is Snatch Game. Oh, shit. It's the ultimate challenge where they will transform into a celebrity and make the jury laugh. Are you getting Snatch Game fatigue this year? Because it's what? Six different Snatch Games already? Five? Where are we at already? Yeah, I think we're at like five now, right? Because there was this, there was Spain, there was All Stars season 13. 13 and uh, Down Under. So, oh, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. Um, It's, it's, it feels like no matter what country it's in, we're just getting bogged down by the same format. And it's not a bad format. I think we just got to, the producers got to help these queens pick better people. Right. I, but then that also leads to the fun part of watching them crash and burn. Sure. Absolutely. Um, or give them a little more guidance or find a way to maybe like get the rights to some like characters so we can like throw in some actual characters into the world. I don't know. Um, yeah. It, it, something is lacking, but we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the, the full snatch game in a bit. Vanessa asked the countess if she is nervous. She is a little bit. She's dreading this. Keta says you're either going to be funny or not, but it's going to carry with you forever. It's the make or break challenge. Tabitha says, of course, the countess is nervous. She's beautiful. And that is about it. She's polished and perfect, but this is all about letting it go. Elsa. I'm shocked. They were allowed to sing that. Right. That little, that little bit of tune. They didn't get fine. They didn't get. Nope. I mean, it, she was well, off key a little bit, so. Of course, but if you think about it, season twelve they had the Broadway show. That's theme true. So perhaps they have well. the rights to it. That's fair. That's fair. The Countess has a facade, while others have it all. But she thinks her character is going to be a bit juicier. She will be doing Louis XIV, the French King, aka Louis the Fourteenth, aka the Sun King. Why was he the Sun King? Well. Because he believed the world revolved around him. How fitting for the Countess. Because she believes the world revolves around her. Vanessa will be doing Queen Matilde, a.k.a. the Queen of Belgium. She is a very polished lady, and she will be creating a creative direction for her. Sure, Jan. Sure. <laughs> now, Pony is applying prosthetics to her face to transform into Mareke Helvegen. She is a Dutch television personality and practically a caricature of herself. She is the queen of plastic surgery. Tabitha will be doing Kim Holland, a Dutch porn star. She is vulgar. And speaking of, that's the direction Keta is going to be taking on Sophie Anderson of Cock Destroyers fame. Yes. <laughs> of all the people I just named, how many did you know? One. <laughs> I barely paid attention in history class, so I only remember king louis by like this much <laughs> yeah um yeah basically sophie anderson's all i knew and i don't even really know her that well because i i can't say that i'm the biggest fan of the cock destroyers um i know there are other people who like live and breathe by them but i'm like ew um give me the frock destroyers that's my kind of destroying i want well Fred arrives to walk around and find out what is going on tabitha is already making fred laugh uh 
because he knows it's going to be Kim Holland, Fred reminds her that she has a soft side, and that note was not taken by Tabitha at all. Vivaldi is next and reveals that she will be doing Fred's best friend and former Dry Race Holland judge Nikki Plesson. Fred knows her very well, so he'll know if Vivaldi is off. We are going to have a lot to discuss about Vivaldi's performance because I have a lot of opinions. Oh, can't wait. Ivy Elise um, will be taking on rap star Cardi B. Oh, boy. This is a <laughs> choice, isn't it? Um, Ivy says that Cardi B is neat and shy, and she's like, Cardi. I'm like, oh, grr, no, she's not neat and shy. Neat what? and shy? Is this? These are not the words I think they meant to say, right? No, they couldn't be, because she is not neat or shy. Shy is funny. Like, that's... There's nothing shy about Cardi B. No, not at all. I mean, literally... Maybe she... more vulgar than Sophie Anderson. Mm, <laughs> I say it's a fair match. <laughs> it's a fair match. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> the Countess is adding wrinkles to her forehead. What about all the Botox? Um, what could this be for? She shares that she will be doing Louis Fourteenth. She is so polished, and to do a character where you have to let go, it might be too much for her, but... This editing is throwing us all off the scent. It's like the Countess doesn't think she's funny, maybe only when she pops open a bottle of Pinot Grigio. And we're meant to think, oh my God, the Countess is going home, isn't she? For sure. That's that's the way it was basically edited. But like... Because this is how we watch the show. We know at this point, like if you're getting screen time, it's either a good thing or a bad thing. And when you're getting this kind of critique... Usually it's not a great thing because you look a little delusional. Right. Unless you decide to change up everything you want to do right then and there. Right. Well, in another episode of Alone with Love, Masissi, she is just not interacting with any of the girls. So the only way we're getting screen time with her is sitting down with Fred on a couch. What is this? What, 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 what is happening with Love, Masissi? A lot of that inner saboteur has just taken taken her down. Oh, God. Like, I mean, I get like that, too. I disassociate when I feel like that. But, like, you got to But not when you have 15 cameras on you and you signed up for a reality show. There's no running away, sweetie. No. Well, they have a heart-to-heart where Fred says that she can tell her eyes are shining and hopes that she can leave the uncertainty behind. Fred shares that whatever she is feeling negative about, work with them or they will work against you. But can we also talk about Love Masissi with that face mask on and those hair curls? What the fuck was going on? <laughs> it's just a beauty mask, you know, just something light. Yeah, yeah. Well, Love <laughs> Masissi will be taking on Grace Jones, who I said she reminded me of in the preview podcast. Damn, I oh. am good at this game. Um, on paper, this is an excellent choice for her. She says that Grace Jones isn't funny, but she'll make Grace Jones sing. And sing she did. A lot of singing. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> uh-huh. And then in this edition of Shit on the Countess, Pony says she just doesn't get her yet. She's a pretty girl, but she's worried she's not a performer. And again, we will see how that rolls out. We get a little bit of the backstory on the Countess, who says she was bullied in school and made to look like a fool. We get a photo of her when she was younger and openly gay, and wow, even though the hair was gray, those glasses and that hairstyle made her look like Rachel Maddow. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, lesbian. I could see it. I see it. <laughs> um, but she is worried about feeling down after this challenge. The Countess has always had to look perfect because she can control it. And she aims for not having to be a fool. She is worried about falling into past triggers during this challenge. And again, I'm like, this is either like the best edit ever or she's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The edit was playing her her downfall. Yeah. Well, it is time for Snatch Game. And it looks like their set did get a bit of an upgrade from last season. No more tinsel curtain. It is some cheap fabric that shines in the light. I mean, it was a slight Not upgrade. Not a budget for everything. Nothing. Slight upgrade. The contestants for the game are previous guest judge and impersonator of Queen Maxima, Britt Decker, and Nikki Plesson. More on that later. It's Elise Shop, and joining her is her co-star and current judge, Carla Bussard. Well, it's great when you have actual comedians and impersonators on the panel because they will understand what's going on. Right. But let us meet the panel. Her nickname is Miss Facelifts, Facelift. She prefers talking to animals, and there's a whole lot of shaking going on. It's My Little Pony as Marike Hulvigan. She looks good. Transformative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely different person. Still have no idea who the woman is, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Google search it. It's really funny. She, she's, she's a character. She's very odd. She was a James Bond villain, Mayday, in A View to Kill. It's Grace Jones, as played by Love Mississi. Fred asks her to sing some of her famous song. And of course she will. Slave to the rhythm. Remember that, because that bit is going to get old fast. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Grace Jones? Yes. Know her. So you know that she has more than one song, correct? More than one. Multiple. Uh, yeah. Next, he was once the King of France in the 17th century. Louis XIV, played by the Countess. She is immortal, and Fred says whatever. So we are not getting a good shake for the Countess here. Next is the most successful fashion lady in the Netherlands. It's Vivaldi as Nikki Plesson. She got the brilliant idea to do Nikki Plesson in front of Elise Shop, the most iconic Nikki Plesson impersonator ever. Now, if you do your research, this impression might sound familiar. The whole blah, blah, blah part, that's literally taken out of Elise Shop's impersonation of Nikki Plesson. Oh no! Like it's literally like taking a, um, a, a an impersonation of someone on SNL and then doing that impersonation doing the, on Snatch yeah. Game. So it's, in my opinion, Vivaldi doing Elise Schlapp as Nikki Plesson, and that is going to be a thing that I'm going to have an issue with later on. More royalty on the panel. <laughs> it's true, Belgian, and that is that is always understated and modest. Queen Matilda, played by Vanessa Van Cartier. She is called a boring bitch compared to Queen Maxima, but she says she may seem frumpy, but Queen Maxima is a proper cow. Insult the queen of your country. Good job. Good job. Right, right. It's the porn pearl who literally sucks at everything. Kim Holland, played by Tabitha. So she's just playing herself. Basically, yes. basically, but I just it's still that. funny. <laughs> It is, it is. There is another porno pussy in the house. It's Keta Minaj as Cock Destroyer Sophie Anderson. Um, she is much more uh, a slut than Pamela. Um, she did just queef. 
She did. She did. I mean, I can't lie. That bit had me cracking up. Yeah. Maybe I'm prudish, but I was like, ooh, I don't like that sound. (laughs) I had to try and figure out what she was doing at first. I was like, okay, what is this going to turn into? And and then (laughs) then you're like, oh, there it is. Finally, we have New York City's own Cardi B as portrayed by Ivy Lease. She is nervous, so she is farting out of her vagina. What? Is that a thing? That's something that Cardi has definitely said before. She said that. But at the same time, it was like... Out of context, it's like, what? (laughs) All right. So usually we will go a little more in-depth than we're probably going to, but we're primarily going to focus on the highlights and the lowlights of Snatch Game, which there are many. Yes. So Fred reminds us how the game is going to work. He will make a statement, omit a word or part of the sentence, aka he's going to say pancha, pancha, pancha. I'm learning Dutch. It's great. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. This is how I learned Dutch. <laughs> Scrooping right, for so, Rosetta Zone. Exactly. Carlo's <laughs> question is, there is a rumor there will be a gay edition of Football Inside and will be called Pincha Pincha Pincha. His answer is, come that shot. Come that shot. <laughs> so, Marike says, Bali has a holy. Um, Every hole does not have a goal because I think that's what Fred was trying to get her to say and she did not get the joke. No, she did not get that joke. Um, The Sun King in a terrible French accent says, Sacre balls. Okay, actually kind of funny. I'm here for for it, but the delivery was off. She didn't have the comic timing for it. Yeah, no. And the the really bad French accent too was just... You know, you can do a terrible French accent if you make it over the top and big, but that's right. she doesn't have those skills. You know who does have skills? Um, Keta Minaj, who in confessional shows us that she, in fact, can speak French. That Yeah, that, that was good, but it was also... How many, how many languages do you speak? Was there. Yeah. Uh, barely English. I Same. And, I did and a little bit of German Dutch... in high school. Yeah, like all these these Dutch amazing people speak Dutch, English, and then they throw out another five languages. They probably know it. What are we doing wrong here? It's America. What can I say? There it is. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck about football, but she learned a little trick in Bangkok. And Sophie is a Thai whore as she pops the ball out of her cooch. A very, uh, what's that? The scene from... Priscilla, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That scene is done with a ping pong ball, but uh, Miss yeah. Sophie got a whole soccer ball, so her, she must she must have a big cooch. <laughs> and now, starting a very unfortunate trend, Grace Jones's answer: slave to the rhythm. To the rhythm. Oh, to the rhythm. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Now, Cardi's answer is cream pie inside. Now, again, I don't know much about Miss B, but I would much prefer Miss Reggie B if this is what Cardi B is actually like. Ivy is terrible. Like, she even takes out a stuffed kitty, rings it out, because it is a what? Wet Wet ass ass pussy. pussy. Again, 
I don't know Cardi B. Was what was she doing? Was this anything remotely similar to what we know about Cardi B? It, I feel like that was her only joke, though. Was just the the wet ass pussy. Like that was the main thing for her. But like, I do have to give her credit because she had a lot of like the the movements and stuff down that you'd see her do like in her Instagram lives and stuff like that. But like, the it joke didn't translate. Wasn't... No, it didn't. Yeah. Unfortunate. Well, next question for Elise. Nowadays, everything gets canceled. Queen Maxima was canceled because she pincha, pincha, pincha in the house ten bush palace. Elise says, sucking some dust. Um, maybe that was lost in translation also, but I think we know what that was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Kim Holland does a line on the table and will say crispy underwear. And I think we all know what that is code for. <laughs> Cardi decides to say, yeah, Cardi (laughs) decides to say that she's a certified freak seven days a week. I guess that makes her a wet ass pussy. Um, As the countess will say, it was Cardi basic, Cardi boring, Cardi flatline. That was funny. That was a good joke. (laughs) That was that was the best joke that uh, the countess had. It wasn't even snatch game. (laughs) It was in confessional. Now. Grace Jones does not open her mouth, but Fred reads her card that simply says, slave to the kingdom. What? (laughs) It's like she learned one thing and she just ran with it the entire time. Right. And also, has she never seen this show before? Does she not know how this game works? Right. There can't be just one answer. You have to banter back with people too. And it was just... It was flat. Yeah. Nikki says Queen Maxima wasn't wearing Nikki fashion, which is on for sale for her online boutique. So blah, blah, blah. Okay. I see where you're going, girl. Mm-hmm. And Queen Matilde says that King Willem has released a Prince Albert, but Willem has a little one. Delivery in English wasn't there. Maybe it was a little funnier in Dutch. I don't think Vanessa knows how to do comedy. No, I don't, I don't think so either. She's got the look, and I think that's where it stops. Yes. Carlos, next question is, Fred Van Leer has written an autobiography. Deep inside, I feel like pincha, pincha, pincha. Carlos says it's changed a few times, but it is Fred Van Leer, my complete success, and it's only a thin card. Yes. That's funny, that's funny. Marike says, I feel like I'm 80, but I'm feeling grady. And then gives us a pigeon sound again. Um, so I guess that's like <laughs> part of her shtick where she like rhymes things and likes pigeons. I don't know. We're going, we're, we're trying here. Gonna have to King do Louis calls him, Yeah. King Louis <laughs> calls him a sidewalk prostitute, um, which if you don't know, you can have, go to the red light district in Amsterdam and buy and a hooker in a window. <laughs> Would you do that? Buy a hooker or be the hooker? Both. I could, see myself being the, <laughs> yeah, I could see myself being the hooker. Uh, I wouldn't see myself spending the money on a hooker. Yeah. I need unless that money I'm like for a millionaire. Things. Exactly. Unless I'm a millionaire, <laughs> I, I, I know a few people I would rather give money to, to you know, them. Help them out. Help their art out. And then just right. have fun with me. Yeah, <laughs> good save, Michael. Anyway, Sophie Anderson <laughs> calls him a dirty pig. Not a lie, just a fact. Um, but then offers 
to do a movie with Fred. And I was like, that's that, that's funny. That, that was funny. That was yes. good. good friend, Nikki Plesson says, Louboutin. Um, but did you notice when Vivaldi shows those red bottoms? Well, those babies have clearly been painted on and scruffed up a lot. Scuffed up just from walking backstage to the set. Exactly. Because if you look right behind her when King Louis puts her shoes up, those are actual red bottoms. Those are Louboutins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kim Holland says that she had to think long and hard, but Fred deep down is like a noisy parrot with shit on your stick and seed in your beak. Fred screams with laughter and the euphemism is not something I want to picture. I, I, I laughed too. I, I screamed with laughter mm-hmm. too. <laughs> once, yes. I, once I made that connection, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Party B then gets angry. She was chosen for the answer and goes on this tirade that again, doesn't work in context. Um, right. Shoes fly. And then all of a sudden in the background, we hear Grace Jones singing out of nowhere. <laughs> what is going on? Listen, maybe she watched Drag Race Canada and saw Rita Vega doing her Edith Piaf and thought that's the, the, the key to success because it worked for her. Um it was a flop. It was bad. It just didn't work. Yeah, no, it, it did not work. It didn't work. The Cardi bit was completely like, uh, like it was exactly how that scene plays out in, I want to say what, the Love and Hip Hop reunion. Yeah. But then Grace Jones in the back, it was, I don't, it's still just flat. It was, it just didn't work. Um, but then Sophie Anderson is summoned. She comes up from under the table, and for Pooney, it's deja vu. I was like, that's <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, uh, there is a white, creamy substance in Sophie's mouth. Did a pigeon shit in her mouth, or was it Louie? Funny. This, that, that was funny. That, that was one good. was good. That was, yes. <laughs> and that was Snatch Game. Um, insert wide eye emoji here. It, it felt really short. It felt like there wasn't much to it. Like, I wanted more. Yeah, it felt short um, on the longest episode of the season. But I feel like maybe they just didn't have enough material. Because if we know Love and Sissy did this every fucking answer, what are you supposed to show with her? Right, right. Just, God. They could have just saved the one clip and played it every time. Exactly. Um, and this is why I ask, is, is there a... Is there something wrong with Snatch Game? Or do these queens, now that like you, you know you're going to be going on to Drag Race, not only do you need how to learn how to sew, uh, you'll need to learn how to do an acting impersonation. Is that something that needs to happen? Like, do you have to train yourself? You, I feel like at this point, it's, it's a staple. It's one of like the iconic challenges. So like, it's something that you're going to have to be prepared for. It's not just the look. And I feel like, sometimes a lot of the queens do just the look yeah which sucks it's kind of like the same thing that happened a little bit with trinity and all stars like the look was there right but then where were the jokes and yeah and and, and that's why i say it's like you know you're going on draggers you need to know how to sew you know you're going on draggers you're going to have to do a celebrity impersonation you got to do the work and it's not just knowing facts we've seen people know facts and not be funny 
maybe maybe it is like going back to watching SNL, even though it, it sometimes can be cringeworthy, but watching someone like Melissa Villasenor um, nail uh, like Dolly Parton perfection like perfectly, that's the thing you got to learn. Why does it work for her? What is she able to do? Maybe this is something that the Queens need to work on or, or maybe i should open up like a drag race university where you come to my <laughs> school and i teach you how to do things before you go on a drag race i don't know I, I i want them to do better and that's what we all want we want to see the queens excel sure we love when there's bombs one or two not an entire panel right but i feel like at this point it's still because like it is only season two i feel like they're still getting adjusted to that format. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and that's the thing. It's like us super fans, we all compare them all together because it's all part of one franchise for them. This is new. Still, there are people who are just watching drag race for the first time because it's available there. So it's, it's a very interesting conundrum. I feel like we're in, and maybe the solution is, RuPaul, take a break. Can we have like a little break, please? Please, please. 2022, <laughs> can we just have like four seasons all over the world, please? Please. I mean, for you, it must be tiring. For oh, those of us who just get to sit home and watch, it gives us something to do. True. It's true. Well, <laughs> the Queens walk in on Elimination Day and they're doing a bit of a kick line humming New York, New York. I was like, I know that tune. Um, cute. It's a new day and love, Mississi fancies the runway. Glad that's the one thing she's looking forward to. So they each ask how Snatch Game was, and overall, exciting and traumatic. If they have to name names, Tabitha says it's the Countess or Vanessa. Vanessa's like, okay, but my sissy? Keta and Ivy shit on the Countess, who they believe could have stepped it up a little more. And then Vivaldi throws out the Countess, my sissy, and Vanessa. Meanwhile, Ivy is like, okay, so did I do good or not? Because no one's mentioned my name. Uh, I think, I think if anything, they just kind of forgot about her. I think so too. And or I, they just knew more about Cardi and thought what she did was fine, but the panel just didn't connect with it. Right. I mean, the, the mannerisms and stuff were there, but it just, it wasn't all that funny. Yeah. Well, Vivaldi tells Vanessa that she expected more from her and that she was funnier in rehearsal, but she couldn't see her. So Vanessa says, then shut up. Vivaldi tells us that Vanessa always has an opinion of everyone, but when they have an opinion about her, she's personally offended. It is makeup time and intense music plays. It is time for everyone to show off for the Monster Ball. Remember last week when Tabitha said that if she was safe, she would shave off her eyebrows? Well, the Countess is here to redeem her her eyebrows. Let's get rid of those hairy caterpillars. Um, The Countess and Vivaldi, both with shaving cream, um, put it on the brows and they go to town. And honestly, no change. Tabitha still still looks the same creepy. Oh, I thought she looked better without them at the point. But also (laughs) watching them... Watching them just go there and try and shave, I thought she was going to get cut right up. Because... It was traumatizing. It was so oh. traumatizing. I hate it. Jordan, please never do it. I don't, just don't do it. Promise me right now you're never going to. I think he promised. <laughs> it's not going right. anywhere. <laughs> no, good. Um, so remember that little tiff we had with Vanessa and Vivaldi? Well, we're going to get round two. Vanessa approaches Vivaldi because she needs to tell her something. 
come on, drama, let's get started. <laughs> she doesn't understand why when the cameras are off, she tells her she's safe, but then in the group, she gets called out. She feels ridiculed. To Vanessa, there is black and white, no in between. She thinks Vivaldi is being hypocritical. Um, now, Vivaldi, with one creepy black eye contact in, says that she told her to her face with the Countess there that she thought she'd be funnier during the game, and Vivaldi likes telling people what she thinks but doesn't like being called a hypocrite. She thinks Vanessa is taking her performance out on other people. I smell a rivalry because Vanessa thinks Vivaldi is superficial and not interested, and she senses something false. No more sweet talk. The honeymoon is over. Now, because we get so much drag race, did we have like on season 13 a very similar plot line with um, Utica saying things off camera? Yeah, definitely. But uh, I don't know. I, I do see this like this little bit of Vanessa where she I feel like she's taking it too much to heart. Yeah. You know, like where as what we saw in 13 and then actually hearing about the things that Utica was then saying, it was kind of, I felt, uh, I feel like what Utica was saying in 13 was probably a little harsher at the time, sure. but she meant it lightheartedly, but it was like a straight dive to the heart. Right. Yeah. I, I think Vivaldi, even though I'm not sure I'm her biggest fan right now, she said it right. She thinks Vanessa didn't like her performance and one person coming at her is personally hurtful because as someone who is as perfect as Vanessa Van Cartier is, one bad performance will get to you. Um, And I think it's hard for Vanessa, who is one of the older cast members, to hear it come out of the mouth of a 22-year-old who is still learning about the world of drag and, you know what, the world in general. So I can understand where Vanessa's coming from, but I don't think she's right here. I, yeah, I don't think she's right here either. Because, like, watching through that, I just, just like, I, I think you're just upset that someone younger than you is coming for you right now. Yeah, but I, I do think Vanessa is slightly was slightly calculated when she did approach Vivaldi with that one contact thing because she knew contact. she would make her look like a fool. Oh my God. I was trying to pay attention to the subtitles and understand what was going on. But at the same time, I'm just staring at her yeah. in the face. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. All right. Well, let's head on over to the runway. The runway got yeah. all ooky spooky on this Halloween in Holland edition. Fred is dressed up as Envy Peru. Um, here's my thing. Here, here's what I'm going to say. Paint Fred as Fred. Not yourself, Envy. Like, she looks exceptional with that hair, the red dress. The beat looks like Envy's face was skinned and stitched onto Fred's face. You know, now that you said that, I see it. I see it. Because I didn't see You're not making over your mom. You're making over Fred, who's (laughs) supposed to be Fred. Um, Right. I mean, Fred looks damn good. Oh, stunning. It's it's, it's the, the thing that bothers me is that Fred does have a very different eye shape and Envy keeps painting his eyes like her eyes and it doesn't make him look like, you know, a white man anymore. Um, So that's my only issue because it's not his fault, but I I would just love to see her open his eyes a bit more. Um, But no, I mean, no offense, the Countess, 
Envy's got you beat. She's doing an incredible job with Fred this season. Incredible. Oh my God. That's where they put the budget to was the... Because Fred looks damn good every episode. I I joked, I joked that um, the part of the prize package for winning season one is you have to do Fred's face uh, for season two. Whoever wins next season or this season has to do for his face next year. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, the week, this week we got super sexy Buddy Vetter. I don't know who he is, but I want some. Unfortunately, I found out he is straight, which is a crime against humanity. Um. Very upsetting. Very upsetting. Um, he's very, very, very handsome man. Um, but I, I know he is one of the panelists on the Dutch version of The Masked Singer. Uh, him and Carlo do that show together, I believe. Um, okay. Joining him, of course, are the aforementioned Carlo Bushard and Marike Samola. Um, she's a very interesting character. She is. She. I feel like she's very reserved for a judge. She, yeah. Um, because we don't necessarily like think of someone like that to be like in in the drag scene but she's because she produces milkshake festival she sound seems like she knows a lot but some things that come out of her mouth i'm like but do you know drag race right right (laughs) and that cuts me back to to season nine when um alexis michelle was tamar have you watched the show (laughs) exactly exactly Well, the category is Monster Ball, and in honor of the runway, we are going to play Monster Mash or Monster Trash. Now, if you need a refresher, go to the Drag Race um, Holland uh, Instagram. All the looks, I believe, should be on there. If not, go to the Videoland Instagram. They're definitely on there because that's where I take them from for my tooting and booting on my page. But are you ready to talk about these queens? Let Let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, because these these this was one of those challenges where you're like, oh no, this sounds terrible for a drag race. This is for Dragula, and then they pull it out. They're like, oh my god, they showed up some of the bitches on Dragula, didn't they? Some of them looked so freaking good. I made some notes, but I don't think it's good enough. <laughs> I gotta receive yeah. these. <laughs> yeah, the the girl this this runway one of the most um, spectacular like. Let, let's bring it internationally to other seasons. Let, let's go for monsters. But like they've done a monster ball before on one of the seasons. Um, 12? Yeah, I uh, think. 11. 11, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah. Well, that, some of those choices were I just... questionable. <laughs> God, no. season 11. What was that? 13 uh, years ago? 15 years ago? I don't even know anymore. How? I just, I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> All right. While you are pulling that up, I'm going to start off with Miss Ivy Elise, Devil Fish Queen, the look and prosthetics by Josh Jacobs and Jerome Bloomers, lashes by Gaia Stone. So here is the tea on Miss Ivy Elise. There are competing concepts going on here. You have this stunning sea monster look with the prosthetics and all, and then you have her throwing a black dress on top of it. I'm not sure if she was worried about the female illusion of it all, but the dress was so basic and boring that it destroyed the amazing elements of the fish part. 
I think the mouth was creepy and worked for the look, though not for other things as we will later learn. I like that she pushed herself to this level, but I wish she maintained a total concept of just the fish. Like, give us pants, you know, give us a mermaid tail. I don't care. I just needed her to commit to doing the full fish look. Yes. Um, And then at the the same time, it sucks to be the one that goes out first. Yes. Because if your look isn't, you know, top notch, it kind of starts to go downhill. Right, right. Yeah, I don't I don't know what her decision was with the dress. And I would love, I know some queens will give you the backstory on their Instagram. She did not. Um, but hopefully one day we can learn because could you imagine if she did like an entire bodysuit of that, like those prosthetics? It would have been That's, so cool. That would have been so great. That would have been the best. Yeah, because I feel like that oh. that black dress just it cut it out. Yeah, because like it wasn't even like nothing was done to it. It looked like an afterthought. Buddy says it was good, scary entrance and was hooked with the teeth, but she had a problem with the but he had a problem with the dress. Carlos says that it's a beautiful costume, but Cardi B wasn't funny compared to the rest. I'm really mixed on this because I think almost everything about it was great, but that dress ruined everything for me. And I sadly think I have to give it a monster trash. Yeah. I sadly it's a it's a monster trash for me. The face now the neck yeah. up was yeah. monster well just, even though, just like the bust the bust up yes. is even like past the show the the bust line so good but i think the audience was just reacting to what they saw on instagram and didn't watch the show because they were 84 percent monster match 16 percent monster trash so we're in the major minority on this one <laughs> sorry girl that's gonna be a thing yeah <laughs> all right tabitha as miss venom look by josh jacob Okay, so like this would have been a cool concept if it was complete or totally realized. As we know from the character Venom, the black engulfs him and there are times where we've seen versions of Venom where it's part human still and part Venom. Tabitha needed to either go full tilt as Venom or not and not have any skin exposed or show more skin for the full story that it's being taken over. This category doesn't need to be gender runway but there needs to be a look that fits the body well. This didn't fit her at all. The shape is not great. Either give us more of an hourglass or eliminate the padding. Right. I, uh, yeah. I, if that was connected there in the center, just like the yeah. disconnect here is really what, I don't, I, uh, it didn't ruin it because the look was still stunning. Like the rest of it, for me was like really good it was just that one bit and 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 all it takes is one bit to to hurt an entire concept and and risk the possibility of putting you into the bottom um so yeah i'm not sure if it was a missing piece something got lost in transportation i don't know what was going on but as a designer i would go back to her designer and be like why why didn't we do this if you do look at her Instagram, um, she has the complete look. She is, has the finished product on. Um, but again, no story. So if anyone knows any uh, history to it, I would love to know what the reasoning was. But you have to give her credit as well because she decided to let it happen and not um, uh, put blame on. She took it gracefully. And 
that's something not all queens can do. And I think as the elder states woman of the cast, good for her for owning her shit. Buddy says she delivered her creation well from the start, but showing her neck distracts from the overall effect. Marike says she delivered it well, but the neckline. Carla says Kim Holland was wonderful. She just missed a jawline. I'm going to give this a monster trash only because that neck really destroyed everything for me. Where are you going to go on, Tabita? I got to give it a monster mash. I don't. I thought fair. everything else on that was really good. That's fair. The audience agreed with me. 39% monster mash, 61% monster trash. Well, happens. <laughs> All right. Vanessa Van Cartier, how is your head? Look by Dung and Dirk, hair by Wig Mason. Remember Lady Gaga? This is her now. Sure, the blood red is a bit bright, but in contrast with the white garment, she looks incredible. I adore the shape of the garment. She's got these boots with the spikes that go all the way up to the corset with the sharp edges. This makeup is out of this world. You never would have known Vanessa was underneath. I love that the hair she chose is a slick back white, very Gaga. And this is how you push yourself out of your comfort zone. Show us the artist underneath. This was impeccable. Incredible. I literally just pulled it back up. So I have it playing over there. But literally from top to bottom, that face was someone completely yeah. different. Like that was, this is awesome. This is it was so for sure. Fun. This is a monster mash. Monster yeah. smash, if you will. Yeah. Buddy <laughs> says she is the winner of the runway. So she was so good and managed to create something sexy out of a monster with a creepy walk. It fits the theme. Carlo says that Matilda wasn't very good in Snatch Game. She wasn't edgy. I agree. It is a Correct. monster mash um, for me. Not the winner of the runway. We still haven't talked about them. <laughs> Audience was 89% monster mash, 11% monster trash. All right. Next up, we have Vivaldi. Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia? Thalassophobia. Let's go with that. Thalassophobia, sure. yeah. Look by Isabel Schultz, headpiece by Carlo Mitskovitz, hair by Vivaldi. Um, again, this is how you push yourself to the next level, though it's not much of a stretch for Vivaldi because she does some edgier looks on her own anyway. But she has chosen a sea monster as she is really scared of sharks in the deep blue sea. And this is channeling her own fear. Love when a queen will channel their own fear for their art. Yes. The look is really gender fluid. It's stunning. I love those little sea wisps on her arms and legs and how the lighting on stage plays with it. Because when you go backstage, it looks like a completely different garment, different colors and everything. Um, I think the cat suit itself is dark and represents the deep sea and the unknown, but then those neon pink really makes it pop in contrast. Makeup is mesmerizing, quite de- yes. detailed. And I think the structure of the hair works. It's not necessarily a showpiece here, but it just creates this, this silhouette that is just really fun and, and spooky. Yes, 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 yes. Uh. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah, she she really is a, a brilliant artist, and I'm really enjoying seeing uh, Vivaldi succeed. Marike loves her look, but when um oh, no, that's the wrong. Those are the wrong ones. I'm gonna put those down. Um, oh. I will give this a monster mash. I give it a monster mash. Yeah, for sure. Um, audience, eighty-eight percent monster mash, twelve percent monster trash. 
that 12% Next is up. wrong. No. <laughs> Next up, Ketamanaz. Ketarella, beauty of the ball. No designers listed. Uh, hasn't posted on her Instagram yet, but this is so fucking cool. She's got a beast look, but it's in reverse devil as the face and the body and the fur is white instead of red. The red does come into play with the blood of her latest victim. I think the makeup is once again extraordinary. And if you told me this was Keta, I'd have no idea. Truly a transformation. But what I love about this look is she wasn't shy on giving you spooky with glamour. The red rhinestones on the body and the face were the absolute perfect touch and made this uh, an incredible runway. Incredible. That and the performance too, like from the beginning, you did everything. Yeah. You did the most. The Even like down to like the really long, like red nails as well. Uh, yeah. It's so good. And the proportions as well. Yeah. Very, very well done. Um, absolute monster mash for me. Yes. Monster mash. Monster mash. Audience, 94% monster mash, 6% monster trash. Love my sissy. Marriage <laughs> of me and my beautiful demon. Hair by Drag Dandy. Gremlin ears by Crystal Genie. Face mold by Kelly O'Dell. Dress by TN Design. So she has taken the idea of Inner Saboteur, which has finally crossed the seas to Holland, stole a Greta mask from Halloween Spirit and said, look, Ma, I'm a monster. Fine. The neon green hair is perfectly styled. The leopard wedding dress, fine. It's cool. But the face, it's a mask. It's boring. There's nothing transformative about it. And it loses all creativity in my eyes. I know she said it's a face mold, but it doesn't look like that. It looks like you can get out from Halloween Spirit. I got to disagree with you there. I feel like it right, does look very more in detail than something you'd find at Halloween Spirit. Like this, I thought this look was really good. I do understand where some people would say like, you don't really get to see too much of her underneath it. Mm -hmm. Like it's still, it does look like it's something just placed on your face. Right. And I think yeah. that's the, that's the issue. Maybe like, we don't really get to see characters because of licensing issues and, and, and such. So usually if you're going to do like a Greta from Gremlins look, it's you inspired. Um, you, you, you get to see the drag artist within it. This, it was a replica. And, and, and you know what, if it is molded to the, to the face and well constructed and did all that work herself, fine. But anyone could have been under, under there and I would have believed it. Right. But I mean, if you think about it, could say the same for um, Vanessa and My Little Pony as well. Like they, they had, you wouldn't be able to tell who was who under that, but mm, that's fair. That was more or less makeup and prosthetics, prosthetics. rather than a full. Exactly. Right. As Marike says, um, she loves her look, but when working with masks, you risk losing some interaction with the audience. Carlos says her Grace Jones looks great, but she creates ex expectations, but she flatlined and needs something different to make it funny. I'm going to give it a monster trash. Uh, you can give it a monster mash. You're more than welcome to. I I'm going to, yeah, I think I have to because the whole concept was was great 
I'm never this poorly in the minority. The audience was 91% monster mash, 9% monster trash. So you got it. That's fine. (laughs) It looks fine. But at the on drag race, I need a little more. I need a little more. All right. Next up is My Little Pony, Arachnophobia, Prosthetics and Hair by Sebastian Vanderham, dressed by Mama Queen, Jewels by Astrolab. Once again, here is an example of not completing the concept. Um, I fucking love the face prosthetics with the spider eyes. The black hair could have used a comb, but it worked with the look. But she threw on a black dress with some purple on it and called it a day. There needed to be more of that dress to tie into the rest of the look. Maybe Mama Queen sabotaged her here. Um, I don't know what happened, but I needed it to be a little more gore that would marry with the fashion she wanted to bring. It wasn't enough, but that being said, it still was a... A, a, a sensational look um I do want to commend her though for matching that awful yellow tinted um skin with the tights and the boobs to with the face color all everything matched right. there because that is difficult to do so good job there Poonie. yeah i yeah I, I don't know i think the dress kills it for me yeah because it was very it was very basic the dress itself it was because like if you're gonna be like an arachnid queen, like there's gonna be some, some something on the dress. It's gonna be spooky. Like I don't know what was going on here. Right. I, again, I would just give me a cat suit. Give me something black. Like give me. I, I I needed. I didn't need the gender here. And I think after what happened last season with um, that challenge where they're supposed to be half man, half woman, and the discussion of gender and binary. I think it did spook some of the queens going into the season. And I think that's maybe where we are with this challenge um, because they all were very adamant. The judges saying that there is, this is female illusion. And I think we've gotten past that now. It's, it's artistic expression. Right. But then at the same time, I feel like, uh, what did they say er- before or was it before or earlier than that? Or at one of the points they were like well this needs to be extravaganza like it's not this is not like the main stage worthy but like this the outfit could have been i just don't think it meshed well with the idea exactly marika says that she used to spoil them on the runway and now it's a bit boring fred says marika the hellwagon was great I'm really mixed because I do love Pony. I think she's really a contender in this competition. But again, that dress was the wrong decision. I will give it a monster trash. Mm. Yeah, I got to agree. I got to agree. The audience, 61% monster match, 39% monster trash. So a little bit more in the middle than some of the other looks. And finally, The Countess. Don't say my name three times. Look by The Nightmare Disorder. Jewels by Bibi von von der Velden. Are you ready to hear this? Are you ready? Yes. This is one of the greatest looks in the history of Drag Race. Oh my fucking God. I am obsessed with this. Agreed. Beetlejuice glammed it up. This could have been on an Italian runway show for Vogue the black and white pinstriping in various sizes playing so perfectly into one another on different parts of the outfit, the makeup setting, the green and yellow shape that she painted on her face was beautiful. And then she adds those feminine touches with the gorgeous eye, the beautifully shaped lip. Yeah. It, impeccable. It's so 
fucking good. So good. Uh, it was so good. And the fact that it, it that she was bald on top, like she didn't need to put extra feminization on top of it. It was the artistic expression that it was. Like it yeah. was so I mean, good. obviously in, in, in the workroom, you did see her slick back the hair, which obviously she put a ball cap on to really do that. She did not right. shave her head. And I don't think the countess would ever do that. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> but I, I, I was, my jaw was on the floor. Like if you want to talk about saving yourself on the runway, the countess proved why the runway is so important on this fucking show out of this world this was so amazing yeah this so good so good marike says her taste level is impeccable carla loved the look but louis the 14th was one of the most boring i will give this an absolute monster mash monster smash monster monster smash The audience was 89% Monster Mash, 11% Monster Trash, and you best believe I've already yelled at the people who uh, did the trashing. Because y'all <laughs> are fucking blind, bitches! It was so good. So good. Come Fred on. has made some decisions. Vivaldi is the winner of the week. Wait, but wait! There's more! Keta Minaj is a winner, too. That's win number two for Keta. Carlo has decided to give some notes from Elise for Vivaldi on her impersonation of her as Nikki Plesson. She is proud, proud, <laughs> proud. She nailed it. She improvised. She felt like she let go and had enjoyed it. Carlo gives some more thoughts on Keta, who killed it as Sophie and the runway. She blew him away. They both win a thousand euros from House of Rats and, of course, a badge. This means Vanessa, Elise, Tabitha, the Countess, Love Mississi, and My Little Pony are the bottoms? Question mark? Were they all bottoms? Is that what we learned here? No, I, I definitely don't think so. I think there was a clear few bottoms. I think this was more of like, we're not going to separate you as the tops and the bottoms. We're going to give you sure. your win and then go down the line. Now, let's talk about the results. Are you okay with what was just done? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes um because i when i first heard get that behind vivaldi, vivaldi winning won, when i first heard vivaldi won i was like uh what are, what are we doing here but then once they they put in uh where am i going with this Keta. lost her name there we go <laughs> once they put Keta in there i was like oh okay that's fair i yeah. it, it's like it really came down to the runway for Vivaldi. It did. It really, it really, really did. But I don't think Vivaldi had a, the best runway. Is the uh, is my problem? I, again, it comes down to what I've been saying. I preseason thought Vivaldi was going to be a superstar. I was in love with everything she was bringing me. I'm not loving her as a character, and I'm really, really nervous that she's getting a little bit of preferential treatment out of the show. Um, I know we've never really hit this kind of territory where we've seen a contestant basically take another act and use it as their snatch game. But again, I, I, I wanted to do the research on the, on Elise shop. And that's what the road led me down to finding out. This was literally her um, impression. And I was like, I don't know, this doesn't feel right for me. Right. But then it leads into like, it's not original, but at the same time, from watching last season, I did feel like she really kind of nailed 
the Nikki Pleasant character, though, even if it was. And, and I, I, if she didn't do the blah, 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 which is a direct rip off of Elise, then I'd say, fine, she was good. But that's what they all seem to laugh at with the blah, blah, blah. I'll send you some clips because they, they're available on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but let's go talk about Untucked Jr. for a second. The queens her, uh, head backstage as they see the double winners feeling amazing. Vivaldi feels happy being safe for Snatch Game, but winning feels correct. Ivy shares that critiques were very mixed. The runway was great, but the Snatch Game was bad. Vanessa tells Ivy to go to the dentist as she is missing half her teeth. Ivy says she should go too. That was cute. That was a cute little banter between the two of them. But Miss Sissy is a little bit disappointed and thinks she has to lip sync. It wasn't easy, and she said she did all of her makeup herself, which I need proof on. But um, because have we seen her put makeup on this season? I, where, where is she on, in this workroom? Does she have her own little corner and in her own little world? She's like in the very back. You can see her just doing this real quick, and then they cut away. <laughs> right. Um, but wait, uh, a side note. I marked this down because it's the first thing I thought of. When um, Vivaldi said it feels correct, I instantly went, Willem? Willem? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, you gotta, you gotta respect your drag elders. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, Willem is gorgeous. Gorgeous and young and beautiful. Pettit says she can't wait to see Mississy lip sync in that outfit if she has to. Girl, just you wait. Oh, just you wait. Booney uh, says that the critiques were so mixed. One good runway, one bad snatch game, or the other way around. It's all over the place. It could go anywhere. And she is sit- shitting herself in her plastic dress. But it has been decided. Vanessa, Pony, the Countess, and Tabita are all safe, which leaves Ivy Elise and Love Mississi as the bottom two. Jordan, do you agree? I do. I feel like if anything would have switched out, it could have possibly... Well, no, because the runway was so good. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Vanessa's Snatch Game really ruined it. So I feel like if anyone yeah, were to switch out, it could have possibly been Vanessa. Yeah, it's interesting. I think, I for me, I think she f- was very safe. But Sabitha, again, her um, Snatch Game saves her um, because she had everything but just missing that little neck piece. And that was it. But these two, their their snatch games were just that bad, I guess. But two queens with giant mouth prosthetics are about to lip sync. And I'm like, oh, damn, this will be fun. Then Fred reveals that the song isn't just any song. It's the greatest Celine Dion song of all time. I screamed at 3.30 in the morning because two fucking (laughs) monsters are about to do It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Also, I was triggered by the song choice because, well, I have PTSD from a ghost, but were you as gagged as I was hearing what this song was going to be, knowing what they looked like? What they looked like? Yes, completely. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, what... What is Love Mississy gonna do with that on her face? I know. Oh my god! Um, like it did move a little bit, but it was very just. This... Yeah, th- th- this <laughs> lip sync is iconic for 
all the wrong reasons. Excellent song, but near impossible to do in those looks. I yeah. just can't believe it took us this long to get it's all coming back to me now on Drag Race. <laughs> but this song can be performed in a campy direction, but you cannot show those emotions with a freaking mask on. Love Miss Sissy right. was at a total disadvantage while Ivy was like, fuck these teeth and tore them off, um, which is the right decision. Ivy really brought a fight in her emotion and clearly deserved to win despite two appearances, the bottom with a, and then a first week being low. Love Miss Sissy is eliminated and it sucks. Um, she really has a interesting perspective on drag and a really interesting person, but I don't think she was meant for drag race. I feel like she was just beating herself up the entire time. Like, Absolutely. She was fully defeated before she got back on the stage to lip sync. Like, right. I feel like she could have moved around a little bit more in the dress. She kind of just yeah. shuffled around. Like, go for it. Go all out. This right. is your and, time to and, save and yourself. She, she could have gone the campy direction. Now, I've seen so many of my friends perform this song and use the lyrics as gestures and and that's she could have camped it up and she probably would have won if she did um like give us the baby give us the 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 window like there are so much there's so much storytelling you can do with it's all coming back to me now she just didn't have it in her and it sucks um fred breaks down as he tells her that she has to go he felt that she gave up before the lip sync which i love to see that um unshared clips because again we didn't see anything from this episode from her right. um fred calls her talented and this is a very difficult elimination for her i'm gonna ask you the burning questions that i always ask on the end of the podcast what is love my sissy's legacy from the show yeah um... I don't, it's, I feel like it's gotta be just that runway in general. It was so good. And yeah, it sucks to leave I, it on that, but. I, I also feel like part of her legacy is was we just don't know who Love Mississi is. And it's hard to showcase 10 queens on into three episodes, but I feel like I knew more about um, Juicy Couture and Reggie B than I do about Love Mississi. And she had one or two episodes up on both of them. Um, so I'm not sure if she didn't give the camera what they needed, what the producers needed. Um, I would love to see more from her and I wish her all the success because I really, really think she has a really cool perspective. Um, but it just wasn't panning out and that sucks. Yeah. It, I want to see more from her, especially if yep. they, if this rumored uh, All-Stars International kind of thing happens. I'd love mm-hmm. to see her come back, break out of the damn shell. Yeah. And just do it. Do it to the fullest. Yeah. You have the potential. Just go. Go for it. Absolutely. We have a reading challenge next week, but also Cinder Rusical. Cinder Rula. Okay, we're going to get this right. Cinder Rula. Is that what I think it said? Cinder Rula. Rusical. God damn it. You're going to make the, the Dutch queen say that too? Fuck off, producers. <laughs> I can't even say it in English, but. Who is ready for this train wreck? Um, who do you anticipate doing well and who do you think is going to bomb? I 
I honestly, I don't know. I don't feel like I have enough insight quite yet. I, I'm gonna have to watch the episode, obviously, but like, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the, the, the teaser um, is telling us uh, Ivy Elise is not going to do well. Um, though, can you imagine losing two queens of color back to back? Oi! Does Drag Race Down Under all over again? But um, yeah, I don't know who sings from this group. So I think that's going to be um, our issue here. Right. And well, then it's also going to come down to making it funny as well. Like you're going to have to pull like a, a tea of coffee, come in last minute and just be funny exactly. as hell in the small amount of time that you have or the entire time that you have. Make it, yep. make that roll your bitch. <laughs> Well, I ask it every episode. After three episodes, the winner of the season is. Oh, God. I don't know. It's really hard to choose. I'm going to say, I want to say somewhere between Keta and, I don't know. I want to see My Little Pony go all the way to the top. They are blowing my mind. They are both doing incredible. I um I think I definitely agree with Keta. I think like at this point it's Keta's loose. Um, but I feel like we just haven't seen the last of Vanessa popping off. Yes. And I think it, she could be our late game uh, winner. But I again I think after we lose Ivy and maybe it's Vita like. This is a good cast. There's really a lot of options depending on how the season rolls out. Right. Because these runways have been really, really good. So good. I don't know what the U.S. girls need to do. They need to start watching these international seasons and understanding you got to make art on the runway, not just um, a pretty dress. Like, give us art and you're going to do well. Right. Right. Give us your, your little style background that's not just the fashion give us that fucking give us the art exactly well where can we find you on social media and venmo and if you got any projects you want to <laughs> plug uh i'm on instagram as get jordy with it uh j-o-r-d-y um that's also my venmo if you want to tip <laughs> there you go boys got bills to pay <laughs> It's true. Well, it was such a pleasure to finally have you on the podcast. It was great. I'll have to come back and do another one. The biggest thanks to Jordan for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs> <laughs>